0: Welcome. welcome, welcome, please welcome the Outdoor Project Podcast. Here are real conversations from industry leaders on the latest in the hardscape and landscape industry. Brought to you by Sensenix Landscape Supply. You're now streaming the Outdoor Project Podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Project Podcast. Today we're in St. Charles, Illinois, sitting down with Greg Witzcock, the pond guy. Thanks for coming in today
2: and sitting down with us. I love your accent. You must be from the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting harassed so bad about my accent lately. Everybody
3: thinks he's from Jersey. <laughs> and then
1: Put in a little bit of a cold I just got over, so it's it's rough.
2: Well, I'm doing great because, as you guys just experienced, we just finished the uh, third of the season Aquascape Academy with about 60 contractors from all over the world. We had people from England and nine guys from England, a guy from Scotland, most of them from North America, a couple Canadians. It was a great time.
3: Wow, your energy is just full blast, and I love it. I've been coming, you know, it's the fourth year I've been here, and um, RC Outdoors, it was the first time that he went here. We just got done with the podcast with him, and he was amazed as well. So,
2: Did you meet him at the Academy? or We actually met
3: on social media. We've seen his work. You know, that's the power of social media. Yes. He knew um, he was coming here, so we thought we'd meet uh, him to do the Perfect. podcast. So, and you as well, yeah. Good, so, so he's the
1: headliner. I'm the B-roll. <laughs> It, not exactly but <laughs> it's great we learn so much knowledge when we come to these just the quotes you come up with we write them down Good. I mean you you're able to take so much home with you after you leave here it makes it worth its while coming out here
2: 29 years of running a business you'll you'll have experienced most of what everybody else has run so well,
1: <laughs> yeah. when did this all start for you what what age did you start building ponds and really well, take the initiative? I
2: grew up in southern Jersey so I grew up in uh, uh, the New Jersey Pine Barrens Huckleberry Finn kids life catching turtles fish and frogs and then one day my mom and dad told, sat me down and said we were moving to the flat barren cornfields of Wheaton Illinois which is about 10 miles east of here about 30 miles west of downtown Chicago and uh, I was not too excited to leave my lakefront home with my turtles fish and frogs but they promised me I could bring 11 pet turtles with me and
0: <laughs> brought those
2: to uh, uh, Wheaton and uh, went to the library to get books on how to build ponds and it told you to build them out of concrete to make them strong and that first pond leak turned green and my prize turtles migrated away and that was the beginning of my odyssey with uh with ponds because every single summer I'd rip it out and rebuild it it was my hobby it was my passion and uh after seven years of redoing that pond it started to look pretty nice and that's when neighbors and friends would say how beautiful it was and then one day in uh, 1990 I was in the backyard working in my pond like I always did putzing around and a UPS guy was delivering a package I heard him ring the doorbell I yelled to him to come around back and My life changed at that moment when he said, "This is so beautiful." He thought it was natural. I said, "No, I built it." He goes, "I'd love to have one of these at my house." And I thought, "Man, I could do this." And so I told my uh, I told my mom actually because I knew she would be supportive. Oh, that's so sweet, dear. And I told my dad, "Listen, man, all I need is a strong back, a wheelbarrow, and a shovel, and I can build ponds for people." And he gave his blessing. It was his hobby too. And uh, in 1991, Aquascape was born to build backyard ponds uh, for fish and. uh, Plants and it uh, was a fun summertime job. That first summer, I did five ponds, $21,000 in sales, bought a Nissan hard body pickup truck, went back to The Ohio State University, came back the following uh, spring semester. I took spring and summer off. That's why it took me six years to graduate and I built 12 ponds. And then, uh, so I'd done 17 total ponds. And then, on August 2nd, of 1992, my life changed forever because the Chicago Tribune ran a front page story on me in the tempo section. And I literally overnight had hundreds of people calling for ponds. And so, all of a sudden, that's when my my su- fun summertime job became my profession. It took me six years to graduate college, but I've been building ponds since my first one at twelve, and professionally since I was twenty-one.
3: Wow! Uh, tell us a story about the eight hundred square foot facility, the huge a- facility, eighteen hundred square, feet. Don't, don't square foot Don't shortchange. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, in nineteen ninety-five, uh, so I started in ninety-one. So in ninety-five, you know, the guys were still coming to my house, and um, we were working out of my garage, but. <clears throat> my we had outgrown that space and so I rented a 1800 square foot facility that was in the same town that I was in and I really thought that I had arrived because we uh, had a roll-up truck bay and uh, I could by this time I that's really the year I started resupplying my patented products which were skimmers and biofalls, things that I made out of garbage cans and cattle troughs to mm-hmm. filter my own pot I'd filed for a US patent and I started selling those to uh, landscape kinders across the country and uh, one of the things I, I when you're asking about that are you talking about the story of the neighbor yeah or, yeah, the yeah neighbor. so so i, I thought i made it and then i looked around and there's yeah. a, a guy down at the end of the street said in the swim with 36,000 square foot facility and i thought uh man this guy must do something with water i got to go meet him and so the first week i was there i went over and introduced myself to the uh receptionist and hey i'm greg westak the pond guy and love to meet the owner of this place and kind of People think you you might get thrown out at that point, but she said, <laughs> "Let me see if Mister Coxworth is available." And Jim Coxworth came up, and I was sitting. I didn't really know what they did. I kind of figured out a little bit of, by that time because there was a lot of bikini girls in the uh, uh, in the entry way. There they had done catalogs <laughs> to call did. your <laughs> attention. huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, I was a single guy then too, so it was. But it was uh, they they sold pool supplies, yeah. so there was girls on rafts and things like that. And and I and I he he gave me an entire tour of his facility and. The joke or the thing that people don't understand or realize is, well, how did you pick him on a day that he didn't have anything to do? I go, no, he just prioritized talking to the neighbor because we were talking about his favorite subject, him. You know, he's talking about how he built something. The same thing that I like doing these podcasts and doing the things I just like to talk about what we've been able to accomplish and do and uh, I learned a lot from him including um you know when I asked him which I think is an excellent question what's the best business decision you ever made that was my next question (laughs) (laughs) it's a good question right like what's the best and he said oh it was easy I hired a direct mail marketing company and I'm like what's a direct mail marketing company and I, I just that year mailed out 26,000 catalogs to a rented list of landscape contractors from Dun & Bradstreet. And he uh, he gave me a card of O'Keefe Henry Direct, which was a direct mail marketing firm. And uh, I literally, this is kind of the, the moral of the story, I actually got the business card, got the lead, went back and called the number, and a week and a half later, met with Peter Henry and Gene O'Keeffe, who uh, uh, I hired to uh, uh, create my direct mail marketing campaigns to reach landscape contractors. And I went from mailing, 26,000 catalogs in 1995 to in our peak in the early 2000s we were mailing over 3.2 million catalogs green industry catalogs about selling pond kits and everything else and so when people ask me what's the best business decision I ever made that's it I would that's give it. the same <laughs> answer that Jim Coxworth of in the swim gave which was to hire O'Keeffe Henry direct and yeah yeah
3: you go you've hired some really really good guys here too and I know you'd said you wouldn't be who you are without these guys and I know we went to some classes today and um uh i mean they're just so knowledgeable they teach us what we need to know about it to sell your products and uh you take this big raw natural product Mm -hmm. a big pond and i was just really surprised how tech savvy you guys gotten over the last few years and they said even going into five years you guys have pretty much set the standards for how tech-savvy these these ponds are gonna be. with Well,
2: and that's a good segue because I am not tech-savvy. You know, fortunately, <laughs> Apple is even a contractor can use it, right? Yeah. Um, although you guys had a problem with your airdrops a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that. Uh, but, we, but this is kind of a cool story. We had yeah. a guy that was working in customer service, younger, younger kid um and he was really tech savvy and he developed the app so that you can now control everything which just is coming out right now from your phone whether it's your pumps or your lights or um, what temperature your pond is you can see it all you know on your mobile app right now and he went to china he worked with the engineers over there and this is kind of cool because he always fit our culture he was a great cultural fit but he was in the wrong seat on the bus and this is how an organization becomes successful they hire good people that have the same value systems or the you know the work ethics and things like that. But then they make sure that they put him in the right seat in the bus. And James Crowley was working here for a number of years and not not a a role that was completely in line with his skill set. And now he's in product development. He developed the app. He's working on more products. He just got back from his second trip to China. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool to see that. Explain to us and and it is it's a lifestyle explain to us a
3: little bit What is the aquascape lifestyle for all <laughs> these guys that really don't know, you know?
2: Well, if you don't know what the aquascape lifestyle is there's a real easy way to find out just tune into Greg Whitsuk the pond guy on YouTube and see over 400 <laughs> <laughs> vlogs where I demonstrate what living the aquascape lifestyle is so listen This is my hobby. I've been you know doing this, you know now for 37 49. So 37 years as a hobbyist and uh it's a feeling that you get when, um, I, I like to say a water feature is the only form of landscaping that will suck someone outside like a vacuum cleaner and deposit it in, in their backyard <laughs> for hours on end. People won't sit there for hours on end and watch a tulip grow, but they'll sit there for hours on end and feed their fish and be a part of nature. And especially in a digitally connected age when we're always connected, it's fantastic to be able to escape right at home in your backyard and that's where a decorative water feature comes in.
1: For and, I mean, we deal with hardscapers a lot, guys in the landscape industry. Seems like a lot of these guys are afraid to start getting into the water
2: features. What would you have to say to them? Well, it's not, it, that's totally the case. And if the thing is that a lot of people have had bad experiences because it's not something that is um, what they do on a regular basis. And so they're uncomfortable when somebody asks them. In fact, you know, I like to say if somebody had like, let's say a ten or $15,000 budget and they say, I want, you know, I want an outside patio I want some landscaping plants and I want maybe the sound of water a typical landscape contractor will do you know you know eight to ten thousand dollar hardscape maybe you know three or four thousand dollars in in landscape uh, um, plants and a thousand dollar preformed tub that sits in the corner leaks turn green breed mosquitoes and has all the fish eaten by raccoons <laughs> <laughs> and that thousand dollar preformed tub that sits in the corner leaks turns green has all the fish eaten by raccoons will cause more aggravation for that contractor than the other you know twelve or fourteen thousand dollars in landscaping combined what you need to do is you need to first of all um, keep it simple this is what we do we have we have kits. S- 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 we have the kits, kits the kiss system and we have kits and so we, we start off with Fountainscape. so if you're a new if you're a hardscape contractor you basically watch a video on how to install a Fountainscape kit with a, um, an aqua basin and put one in you'll, you've got you've got the system down uh that's called addition and subtraction We would call maybe a pondless waterfall which you guys built today in the sandbox out the back that's maybe junior high level that's multiplication and an ecosystem pond with fish and plants and biology involved that might be more of a high school level you know calculus or something like that well no one just jumps from you know addition and subtraction to calculus you got to go through it so we recommend that a, a contractor get their feet wet with fountain scapes and then uh move up to maybe pondless waterfalls and then if they want to they can get into ponds well uh, unfortunately many cottages are opportunistic and so if a customer says hey i want a pond you know they put in a pond and it leaks and it turns green and the fish get eaten by raccoons or whatever and they say i don't want to touch that versus hey let's just start with a small fountainscape for the sound of water or something like that and and so the it, water features get a bad rap and it's frustrating to me because it's the most profitable form of landscaping because you're selling art. You can, you can charge whatever you want, but we've eliminated the ambiguity by doing us kits and a step-by-step construction methodology with our 20 products, 20 steps. So we like to say Aquascape is a franchise system without a franchise fee. You just follow the plan, stand, And right now, when it comes to what everyone has a plan when it comes to plant material, plants, everyone has a plan when it comes to putting in a hardscape. They don't have plans with water features and they kind of wing it and that's where they get into problems. We don't want anybody winging it.
1: What are the margins? Installing water features, are they, are they pretty good margins?
2: Well, they're the best margins in the marketplace because you're selling art. And so you're not really talking about the cost of the paint and the paint canvas, you're talking about the skill of the artist. Now, the nice things for us is that we have very um, uh, step-by-step instructions to build it. And so even though you're doing art, it's a paint-by-the-numbers type of an art process. And then you love your creativity when it comes to each setting, the stones you use, things like that. So the, the profit margins that we tell contractors to shoot for is a 50% margin. Last year we were at almost seventy percent for our own construction crew. You know we charge a little bit more, but you should average average fifty percent profit margins on your, your your insulation projects. And you know, like the fountainscapes that you guys did yesterday in, in the sandbox, you can sell that for three or thir- $3,500. $3, bucks. Two guys can do it in two hours. It's four man hours, and you should be able to pocket between $1,500 fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars. In two, man, two in, in hours, two hours so four man hours. Yeah. That takes about 100 lawns, according to now the National Association of Landscape Professionals, to do the same. So we're not telling or we don't suggest that people get out of their core businesses, which is um, uh, hardscapes or softscapes or mowing and blowing, but they should add the services. Up sales. Yeah. If you're dealing with a, with, with a homeowner and you say, hey, Mrs. Jones, this would be a great place for a little fountainscape, do two or three fountain scapes, and you'll be quite comfortable with them. Yeah, I know
3: we have uh, probably seven water features, aquascape water features at our location. Mm -hmm. And I know you talk about- Let me ask you a
2: question. Yeah. Since I haven't been to your location. Yeah. Do you have a price on those
3: water features? We do not, but you're right. You guys have that down pat Mm -hmm. because you have, especially for contractors, they know the products they need, the cost of them, whether it be the boulders, the time that it's going to take to build these. It's a flawless system Mm -hmm. to make money. It really is. and did you come up with that idea
2: well I didn't come up with the idea of business the, the problem is that there's too much ambiguity when it comes to a decorative feature like water features if you go into a hot tub store anywhere in the world in Rochester in Chicago wherever you are it's gonna have a price on it every single one and it's usually gonna be two prices it's gonna be a yellow sticker with 79.95 written on it and a red sticker saying today 69.95 you know a discount. people have a perspective of what the price is and the reason is And this is a challenge and this is how you get better. This is why you come to the academies and things like this is go back, price those features. And if you need to modify the prices after you put in three or four, modify them. But if you don't have a price on it, that you've done all the hard work, you built the features, you've created the display space, but that last 10% makes all the difference in the world. And if you put the pricing on the features, there's going to be people that look at that and go, that's only $5,000. That's your customer. There's going to be other people that say that's $5,000. That's not your customer, right? But you want to define your customer right up front. So you have those displays, put the prices on them.
3: Yeah. And we were talking about the lifestyle and about the price too. It just seems like we have this beautiful display. We have all these pavers, we have kitchens. The families that come here are drawn towards all of our water features.
2: There's something for everybody. Yeah, You know, like we do our pond tours, Prairie to Ponds. We do do them in June, July, August, and September. By the way though, in our in the in the manual that you get and the operations manual as part of the aqua academy it tells you you should be doing those in december so by the end of december all of our our tours are scheduled so that we're not trying to do marketing in and put things together in in may for june yeah so we do it in the off season that's part of the part of the process uh you'll see people who are three years old and you'll see people that are 93 years old going out and touring the ponds because there's something in it for everybody what else what else what other hobby can you say that that exists with that universal appeal? Yeah, and there's just such a personal attachment to a water
3: feature, and I I almost I almost shed a mm-hmm. tear with that story at the end of
2: Oh, the you show. didn't cry the Scott
3: Hammond story? I always, <laughs> It always gets me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I made you breathe. I got a little silver bit. and gold
2: to give you. Yes, yeah, Scott Hammond. I mean, you know, for me. You know, I'm not a rocket scientist. I didn't, I've never taken a business class in my life. I mean, I did get a degree. It took me six years because I was taking six months out of it But I just sell on passion. I sell, it's my hobby. It's very easy for me to sell water features because I know it'll change someone's lives. I know I like to say a water feature turns a house into a home because it was the only type of landscaping that will, like I said, draw people outside and it will improve the consumer's experience with their, their lifestyle, which is, of course, why we say it's the aquascape lifestyle. Yeah, we
3: always put a... I always put a couple chairs right in front of them so they can really have.
1: more than once, actually.
2: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have that
3: experience. They can sit down. They can listen. They can... You know, we do sell a lot of, a lot of water features. At our locations, Out for them and, and you'll sell more if you put a price on
2: it.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. It would make everyone's lives a little bit easier. I want to touch base on a quote that you said, and I've heard it a few times. I've been to Pandemonium, the, uh-huh. just the different shows. The greatest satisfaction in life is helping someone else reach their full potential. That is a great line, and I think you are so right with that.
2: How'd you come up with that? sure I've heard it somewhere but it's just my own what makes me happy right yeah so I can build a pond or Ed or Brian can build a pond and if a customer says to me they like my pond it's great but when they tell me that the pond that my guys built it that makes me even happier because you know these are guys I trained you know I actually technically no, I trained Ed my longest teammate at 27 years and he trained Brian our second longest teammate at 25 but I'm proud of them both right so the legacy lives on I think a lot of times business owners think that and in and they could be correct in their sentiment. that I'm the best person at doing this but the problem is they're looking for someone just like them that's behind them that might be completely opposite have a different set of skill sets that you stand in the way of versus getting out of the way and you know what I mean I remember the first pond that Ed built you know I mean he was so excited and I let him go it was it was hard for me to let him go out without me you know I Called him like ten times. What's going on? You know, I just left your driveway. You know, and but I but I turned the corner and and I saw a pond that my guys had built without me. And I love to say that you know the, what was the first thought? People, oh, you were so proud. I go, no, I was really disgusted. I can't believe they built this ugly-looking water feature. But then you know, right behind them was the homeowner, uh, and and he was happy. So my expectations were here. Ed delivered here and the homeowner's expectations were here. And then eventually over time, Ed gets better, better, better. And eventually after 27 years, he can be almost as good at building ponds as I can. Actually, he's better, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's way better, and Brian's way better. But hey, that leaves me to go out and do other things. You yeah, know, bite the,
1: your tongue at that moment.
2: <laughs> hey, it was it, it. It's fun for me to see what they become, and now they have their own channels. I mean, Ed the Pond Professor is every Saturday, and uh, and and Brian leads the Team Aquascape channel on, and and teaching, and then I just get to showcase the lifestyle and travel around the world. I'll be in Australia later this month visiting customers and showcasing how down under they're living the aquascape lifestyle. Yeah, and you gave
3: away a free, uh, I think it was on Instagram, I see, you gave away a, fr- a free pond out in Australia, right? Someone and won that, that.
2: The person that wanted it is in Australia. It was a, um, I, of course, I've never met him. Um, it's a, a wildlife rehabilitation place, a small private zoo that doesn't get any funding. And we're like, with all the fires and everything going on, that would be the perfect place to pick. So, and then we decided we'll give another one away. So, I work with a lot of YouTubers, you know, doing collaborations. This one was with Raw Fishing. Uh, it's got, you know, 2.3 million subscribers or whatever. These young kids are just killing it on there. And so he'll be out there in Australia doing it. And I said, hey, let's do another one. So, if you have a good story of why you should win upon, whether you're a non-for-profit or kid like the get one of the kids we gave to last year was his dad was a fireman and he lost his dad to cancer and we went up and built this kid a pond and now i i love following his pond journey owing the pond kid on instagram
3: (laughs) and you do a great job like marketing these ponds and really there's not enough ponds out there what is the potential of you know the ponds you were talking about your competitor you know built 104 ponds and you guys built a, you know, there's a total of 208 ponds in Chicago, but there's six million people.
2: Well, yeah, so I mean, there's obviously more ponds are going that. but our yeah. largest customer yeah. had built over hundred ponds in a season and, and they were seven miles from us building, yeah. and we were selling all over the world and it was kind of ironic that they were seven miles away. Yeah. And it's because there's six million people and 2% of the population has what we're selling. And right. so instead of focusing on the competition in your backyard, focus on the fact that 98% of the people don't have what you're selling you just got to showcase it to them and water features are not bought they're sold you have to have display water features at public places like yourselves ideally with prices or put a pond in at a customers and my first year in business I put two ponds in through one through a classified ad and one through a rock yard with my business card and I sold three more from the two ponds that I put in
3: yeah that was uh, that was a good story too you started with the two that was pretty much your marketing and then it was all word from uh, word of mouth from there
2: yeah so People have to see the water features. So uh, the Chicago Tribune had pictures of my ponds and posts my customers and I sold, you know, 81 ponds. I mean, hundreds of phone calls and 81 ponds from that one newspaper article. Well, people don't read newspapers like they used to, but they go to YouTube and they go to Facebook and they go to Instagram, which is why I'm daily doing that as a CEO of the company to showcase to the world what living the lifestyle is all about.
3: Yeah, There's no denying the passion. And I could tell when, when these guys leave here, And you say it's not about the money, which we can tell it's not about the money. I can tell that you just want more ponds built. You guys want, you want these guys to be successful.
2: Well, if I I had a dollar for every contractor that told me it took me 20 years of, you know, mowing and blowing to start building ponds and realize my true passion, it's because you have a different relationship. You don't have the same kind of a relationship with a, person that you are cutting their lawn for as you do that you change a lifestyle with a water feature and and of course relationships are the most important thing in life and so when you could I mean I did an interview today and he said can I talk to some of your customers and I texted three people and three people were like oh thank you for letting it like you know thank you for doing an interview for me but you know they're just so passionate about their water features
3: yeah I think um, the passion's what drives everybody you know what I mean and I think the more that we get into it the more products that we sell the more that we can carry that passion to our contractors that we're selling, is just going to grow the industry. It really well, is. Well, and then
2: you guys have been to the Aquascape Academy, but you came back and got a little shot of adrenaline. Yeah. You know, and the reason that we do Pandemonium in August is because people are like, oh, why don't you do it? Dude, because you've been going at it full tilt since March or April. You need to take a couple of days of, you know, I like to say get the flu from working in your business for three days and come to Pandemonium and work on your business for three days. Get fired up for the time that you can really make money, which is the end of the year after your overhead's paid off.
1: What uh you? When's your next pandemonium? Obviously, you do it every year. What, it's always in date? August.
2: I think it's uh, August nineteenth to the twenty second or something this year. So it's like the third week in August.
1: Is is that meant just for CAC members? Do, do no, you, anybody's available. So I mean, you want you want new customers. You want everyone to come to that. The more at, the merrier.
2: Anybody who's interested in learning about adding decorative water features to their their list of services or getting better at the at at. Water features, yeah. So there's something for beginners and there's something for advanced. Like you know, the certified aquascape contractors, they'll go to advanced construction, and the new people will go to rookie foreman training. So and then we'll, we'll all come together for you know drinks and dinners.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think again, the the thing is, they can leave here, and we talked a little bit about this. You guys talked a little. You can leave here the energy, but what are you going to do tomorrow? And I think for us, we're doing these podcasts, and marketing is huge. And I know you talked about marketing and you had everything broken down to, you know, when you were selling out, there was some, you were sending those catalogs yeah. and your return on investment. Touch a little bit based on your return on investment back then and what do you say to these guys now about marketing and going out here?
2: Well, 50% of your marketing dollars are going to be wasted. You just don't know which 50%, so you got to keep marketing, right? Um, and what I like to tell you is facts tell, stories sell. Well, this is a one, we're just telling stories here. We're just talking about, you know, experiences and stories. Uh, if I'm gonna hire someone to come in and put an optional thing, like a pond or a patio or, or whatever, what's their story? What's the, what's the guys who work for them? What's their past customers? Things like that. Well, what an easy way to do it with a 60 second Instagram video or a five minute YouTube video where you can send them that link. Now, now the next guy shows up with a portfolio well, they've just watched two or three videos of uh, or watched your podcast or watched you know, your Instagram thing and got to know a little bit about you before who's going to get that job. Yeah, You know, people say all the time, oh, I was a thousand dollars higher. I lost the job. No, you were you lost the job because you didn't create a thousand dollars of incremental value and we create. Way more than a thousand dollars of incremental value. You know, we'll sometimes sell a job for tens of thousands of dollars more than somebody else because we're selling ourselves and our artists. And it's people that have watched our YouTube channel. It's people that follow our Facebook. You know, we got one hundred and sixty thousand people on the Giving Facebook page. They want to hire us. You know, to build their water features, and it's because of the hard work that we've done telling our stories. So if you're a small time contractor. I don't. You don't have to have a million people following you, you just have, have to have the right hundred or the right 500 that watch your stuff and then it separates you from the guy with just an inorganic por- portfolio. How many CAC members do you have throughout the country? We only have a couple hundred, so there's about 400 certified Aquascape contractors through the world. You know, uh-huh. you just met about a half a dozen that were here from England, you know, for this thing. We got some guys down probably about a dozen or so down in, in most of in North America down in Australia. But um, to be, you don't have to be certified to buy aquascape. In fact, the majority of our sales are, you know, to just regular contractors or garden centers that are one off, but the kind of the special forces, you know, the, you know, the, the elite of the elite, it would be, you know, kind of like a Navy seal or something. Those are the, those are the certified aquascape people that are really focused around water features they still could be full service landscapers but they're probably only doing more of their landscapes around the ponds versus you know the ponds are the first water features the decorative water features are their primary business
3: i know coming like four years ago you know social media wasn't even part of it you know what i mean and we you know we left here and i never seen you again Mm -hmm. now i could follow you every day i mean you were in jersey swimming with the fishes you woke up every day and you know that's the beauty of social media and i think these guys really are, they're not taking advantage of it and I'm glad you said that leave here do do a couple videos because that is important that's their it's portfolio and I think I
2: think it's an analysis paralysis thing too I think people want to get it perfect versus it doesn't matter if what you start six months ago is 50% or a hundred percent different what you get six months from now you got to start yeah and then you'll follow what your audience is and you'll find your voice and and so just do it as Nike says, just start. And yeah. you don't have to have it all figured out. And if you wait until you have it all figured out, you'll, you'll probably change it anyway when you start. Yeah, and it's that trust factor again. Because they see
3: you every day mm-hmm. as a contractor. They see your portfolio, what you're doing on those job sites. It just makes another, it makes the homeowner, the end user, that much easier
2: to hire you. Because they get to know you. Facts, tell stories, sell. Just tell the stories of your past yeah. clients. Tell the stories of your past projects. Tell the stories of the guys working for, you know, with you know your team
1: you've had a a nice little lineup on your vlogs of ponds you have built for some celebrities you got any good ones lined up for the future (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) I just got asked this
2: on on another podcast earlier than this Uh, yesterday I was texting with Logan Paul so he was the guy that really kind of was my impetus you know kind of a shock jock young kid but uh, he 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 loves his aquascape pond I see it all the time in the background of his videos and he uh, just got a new property and he is uh, uh, like 80 acres and he wants a recreation pond Wow. Which is the which is basically the our current version of a swimming pool, you know. So, yeah,
3: the recreation, but that's a that's kind of a new thing. The recreation ponds, isn't it? Well,
2: I mean, I've had a recreation pond in my backyard since 1999. The word recreation ponds is a newer thing. The reason we call them recreation ponds and not swimming ponds is because you don't have to swim into them and enjoy them. And it's so amazing to me that in Zone Five, Chicago, or what do you, probably pretty close in in Rochester yeah, right yeah you only get to really swim in a pool days. you know three four months out of the year where you could enjoy a decorative water feature 365 days of the year so recreation ponds are bodies that you might be able to wade into or swim into but the primary use might be just enjoying the waterfalls and the fish and the plants that are in there 2020
3: mm-hmm. what What's new and out there for the guys that didn't show up here today? What's yep. new and, and outstanding for them coming forward? 2020 for products. products. Oh, for Aquascape. Yeah, for well, Aquascape. It,
2: we yep. actually kind of touched on it with the smart stuff. Yeah. And, and, and even if you or yourself aren't into the technology, I bet your customers, it's another selling avenue. Yeah. Hey, you can actually control everything from your phone. And it's things like that. And then um, we always come up with new decorative products. You know, uh, we just debuted this last year, color changing lights, you know, LED lights that go in there. Um, there's, we introduce a lot of new products at Pondemonium. So we're, you know, five months away from introducing all of those things. Um, and it's, and the goal with all the products that we introduce is to improve the consumer's experience with water features. So the, the smart app, you know, hey, you can now do everything from your phone. So this is what. All the products that we design are designed to improve the consumer's experience with water features because people don't want hassle. You know, They wanna be able to sit down with a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and a paper in the morning and just relax and so that's what we do. We made these things. And that's one of the things too is people are judging a lot of times the contractor will say, well, I did upon 10 years ago. Well, that's, you know, that's ancient. <laughs> I mean, that's another life age ago with what is available now to make it a better experience for the consumers. I
1: think what makes you guys great is your R and D your research and development. So you guys have taken the strive to make your products better and well, we're hobbyists ourselves, things. yeah.
2: So we want to we want to improve our consumers' yeah. experience. and
1: but you and you've done some things with the the spillways, the biofalls. I I sat in your class for a little bit, and. I've definitely seen a difference in a few of your products that are making the contractor's life a lot easier at the end of the day.
2: It's, uh, it, and, it, and how we package it and how we price it and how we market it and the support materials. It's, it's a whole, we're the only manufacturer in the world, which is kind of a crazy statement to say. There's not a single other manufacturer in the world that designs and manufacturers pond equipment that every day goes out, builds, maintains, and services water features. So we're creating the products that we ourselves as hobbyists want to use, and as contractors want to make our jobs simpler.
3: Is that how you stay above all your competition? If there, if there is any competition, to be honest with you, I only know Aquascape. Well, but I'm sure smart. there is some. Uh, There's always going
2: to be. We actually had a lot more competition uh, pre-crash. You know, 2008, 2009, 2010, if you weren't deadly serious about uh, um, water features, you were dead. And it, you know, it almost took Aquascape out, you know. I mean, our, cu- our sales got cut in half, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And uh, we went from 195 teammates to 100, and now we're up to 130 teammates now. We're building things back up. Um, but everybody who wasn't passionate was kind of gotten out you know, of that, or wasn't, you know, solid, got out of it. And there's some other manufacturers, but they they just sell a widget. They say, buy my, you know, here's a sizzle, buy my steak knife, where we say, hey, live the lifestyle.
3: Yeah, I noticed that you said that about the engineering part. and Yeah, it's important, com- but it can't be the, the driver
2: because, you know, you, you want to, it's a whole different mentality. And I don't think other people have that mentality because they weren't doing ponds when they were 12 years old for their turtles. Yeah, that's true, that's true. You remind me of
3: the, Uh, the Apple store too. I mean, you guys are hype. When you go to the Apple store, everybody's clapping oh mm -hmm. (laughs) can we end this uh podcast with a little bit of a clap
2: so how that started yeah the aquascape clap was i was uh, on a board of directors for the american leadership academy which was in cabo san lucas mexico asked me why i was on the uh board of directors it was in cabo san lucas mexico but it was training tomorrow's leaders today and i had this task of trying to get 18 to 22 year old kids who had been out drinking all night you know (laughs) woken up in the morning and i'm like how do we mean everybody's talking and so we just started this little clap thing and and I've been doing it ever since. it has been, been about 10 years. But we start every meeting at Aquascape with with that. We end every meeting with that. And it's because it's, it brings the energy. So it's not just the amount of time. It's how much energy you put into it. Yeah. You want
1: to end it with one? Yeah, I guess so. All right, let's, let's do, do it.
0: it. Woo!
2: <laughs> Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks for coming nice, I really appreciate
1: cool. it.